0: This is a Therapy Geeks podcast. You're listening to a discussion between mental health professionals and friends in Oklahoma City. Wherever you're at today, we hope that this helps you find peace and understanding in this crazy world. Now here's today's podcast. Hello, everyone. I am Brandon. And this is Michael. And we are the Therapy Geeks. Today, we are continuing our series on instilling identity in our children. If you haven't heard the first two parts of this series yet, we encourage you to go back and listen as we discuss the first two developmental assets that we need to develop in our children for a firm foundation of identity building. In today's podcast, we are talking about purpose.
1: Research shows that a sense of purpose is essential in building a holistic personality. This involves recognizing that your actions have a direct and indirect role in the general pace and meaning of life. One of the fundamental questions in life is, why am I here? Or why was I created? You know, when I'm meeting with people in session, I get this question asked a lot. What is my sense of purpose? And I learned kind of a unique question to ask them to get a sense of purpose. The question I ask is, do you believe that you have an eternal soul? Because determining on, depending on whether or not you have an eternal soul determines the course of purpose in your life. For an example, if you do not believe that you have an eternal soul, then this life is it. And so your actions here should only be in your best interest. Maximize the amount of happiness and enjoyment and fulfillment you can have in this life because once it's done, it's done. Interestingly enough, people don't really like that answer. I'm not sure why, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, But it seems like, oh, you mean to tell me that my purpose is to be as selfish as I can be? And the answer is, well, yes, wouldn't that be if this is all you have? But on the other end of that, If you do believe you have an eternal soul, then you believe that there is something grander and, well, eternal after this life. So, therefore, your actions and your sense of purpose in this life should be to maximize the benefit of the next life.
0: Now, that makes me think of the uh, reference in Gladiator where Russell Crowe's character, Maximus, says that our choices now will echo in eternity. Oh, that's good. You know, and that Uh was right before his, he was kind of beefing up his soldiers you know the slaves before they went out and had to compete against all these other gladiators and obstacles and it was his way of just kind of giving them a charge of you can either just go out and die or you can choose to make a difference right here and right now that could save your life or the person next to you oh that's good i mean you can take
1: that reference and put it into almost any war ancient war movie braveheart i mean it's always these your actions are going to be you know, echoed in eternity. They're going to determine You'll know, so much more of a purpose beyond you. And it's interesting how that motivates soldiers. Back in the day, I mean, those were the common uh, type speeches that were given before any major battle. Right. They can take our lives, but they cannot take our, our freedom. freedom! Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, here, at Therapy Geeks, you know, we believe in God's kingdom and the purpose that He has given us. In Isaiah 43, 7, God refers to His people as as those whom I created for my glory. So, why were we created for God's glory? We bear His image, we are His image bearers, and we show God. He created little images so that they would talk and act and feel in a way that reveals the way God is. So, people would look at the way you think, the way you feel, and say, God must be great, God must be real. That is why you exist, and this must be taught and demonstrated to
0: your children as the foundation to building their healthy sense of identity. God did not create you as an end in yourself. He is the end. You're the means. We are the means in spreading God's likeness to the world because you are His image bearer. To be made in God's image means, at a foundational level, we were created to show the world how precious and deeply satisfying God is. If people look at our lives and see only self-absorption, we fail to be what God fully created us to be. For we fail to cast the grandeur and magnificence of God back into the world. So we must teach our children how to reflect God's lightness.
1: You know, it's interesting when you were talking about uh, creating the little images to reflect your likeness. You know, I was thinking of role-playing video games. Right. I used to play back in the day. One of my favorites was a Star Wars game called Knights of the Old. Republic. Oh, yeah, definitely. Great classic game. Right. But in the game, you as the, the, the one playing created a character to reflect your image. And if you've ever played the game, your choices that you make along the way determine this sense of purpose. Are you going to be a light side force for good? Right. Or are you going to be the dark side force for yourself and for your power and your own uh, magnificence essentially. Right. You made the choices. And you made the choices. But you determined that sense of purpose from the very beginning, and then the actions had to reflect it. And you know, it was interesting. You know, as as a Christian and a believer, when I played the light side, it was a lot easier because these were the things that I was like, "This is what I want to do. This is how I want to be." It reflected the character and the heart uh, of a Christian that I feel like I should be. But you know, sometimes it was really fun to play the dark side role. <laughs> I right? go, "Man, how evil! How I much be a power bad and wealth!" A little bit, right? <laughs> right. But it was so hard to do because so many times in the way that I interacted with Cares, and even though it was just a video game I felt so much right, immense that's not me. guilt <laughs> and exactly like it would bother me it was like right. I can't believe I just did that, that right. so I
0: want horrible. to apologize to the uh, NPC that I just offended <laughs> 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 but I mean, it, I mean, there's, uh, you know, other games too, like Red Dead Redemption is one, you know, where it kind of looks at the old West and kind yeah. of the outlaw nature. Uh-huh. And you can choose from like the very beginning to either kind of go about things in a, you know, nice way and a, you know, not forceful, just murdering everybody type of way, or you can choose to go the other way, you know. Right. And then it, what's cool about that game too is that the reflection kind of upon your life at the very end mm, of the yeah. game, sorry, spoiler alerts, but yet like at the very end, you can have one that's a little bit more peaceful or one that makes you kind of go, I was not a good person, mm. you know, and I feel yeah. like there's going to be many people that kind of get to that place where they start to look back at their lives, especially they get kind of the, the chance in older age and they will have that kind of look of right. like, do I get one that I have all this kind of peaceful and uh, people around me I love? Or is it kind of dark? And mm-hmm. I'm the one that did and chose that path. I'm not sure
1: if it was Piaget or Erickson, but one of them had that, had that as one of the developmental stages of life. Was in an older age, you look back on your life and say, what kind of a purpose did I serve? Right. Was I good? Was I bad? And it was kind of an all or nothing question that you get at the end of life. Because we all eventually get to that point when we reflect on our life and go, what was I? Right,
0: right. And I mean, uh, Force Unleashed was, you know, one as well. That's another Star Wars game. Yes. where you gotta. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. Because you kind of get to choose whether you fully give into the dark side of the force, mm-hmm. you know, or you kind of rebel and you kind of go more into the light side right. of the force. Yes, you know, and you have that kind of scene where you are fighting Vader, mm. and then of course Palpatine's voice: "Do it." <laughs> Do it. You know, and right. the character can choose. Do I take out Vader and completely succumb, which we saw in Luke Skywalker, Luke too. Skywalker as well. Yeah. Wow. And we saw what he chose. Mm-hmm. But yet then with this character, you can choose one or the other. Right. Was, I mean, I, I remember that scene. And of yes. course, you could fully give into it, become the apprentice of the Emperor or, right. you know, you could rebel against that. That's right. And so it's like, what nature do you want to play? Right. Then and there. Right.
1: Well, you know what's interesting. So, you know, this kind of leads me on to uh, the next topic I, you know, I was wanting to bring into this. You know, in addition to teaching them, uh, our children, how to reflect the image of God, we also need to encourage our children to recognize their own God given strengths and talents because it is through those strengths and talents that God seeks to uniquely utilize
0: them to fulfill his purpose in and through them. Right. And one of the ways I encourage parents to help their children in discovering how they have been uniquely gifted by God. God is to speak purpose over them because we come back to it again. Words have power. Mm. Proverbs 18.21 says, there is power of life and death in the tongue. And what I mean by speaking purpose over them, over our children, is that when I see my child using their gifts, I want to tell them that I see their gift, I call it out by name, and I verbally praise them for honoring God with their gifts. So for example, my middle son has a very strong sense of conviction, and I love this about him. He knows the the difference between right and wrong. And he does not care what others say about it. And so when I see him using that gift, I want to go to him and I want to say, I love how you see the difference between right and wrong. God has given you such a strong heart of conviction and you honor him every time you use it. I am so proud of you. These small moments will render such long-term results in our children. You, know, you bring up a
1: good part in that, which you talked about the heart of conviction. And uh, I have an exercise that I use with a lot of my children uh, and adolescents when we're talking about uh, this kind of sense of purpose, using your gifts and your talents. um, I have them pick out a hero and a villain from any universe. It can be Marvel, it can be DC Comics, it can be Star Wars, video games. Yes. Yes, you gotta get where I'm going. But I have them pick a hero and a villain that is not necessarily their favorite, but
0: the one that is most like them. Oh, I think we should do this. Oh, we can. Absolutely. So what would you say was your hero and your villain that you'd pick for yourself? So my hero was always Obi-Wan. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> yes. The true Jedi. <laughs> That's right. Uh,
1: but my villain was always Loki. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I I, it, I picked those two. Uh, because they both were known for the similar qualities, gifts and strengths. Obi-Wan Kenobi was known as the negotiator. Right. Unlike his Padawan Anakin, (laughs) who just rushed into violence with everything and aggression. That's right. Bull in the china shop. (laughs) Right. Obi-Wan Kenobi was always known to be able to avoid a fight through the way he talked, through the way he understood people. He could influence them for his own kind of greater good purpose in this and avoid a conflict by the way he negotiated with them. He was also known for the Jedi mind trick A way of a strong influence Through the force to literally trick But it was never for his own good It was always for a greater good Right? But Loki, likewise Was also known as the god of Mischief, a god of deception He was known for his ability to Understand people and manipulate People for his own Means of gain and power uh, And control to maximize Himself. And so through this Exercise, you know, I'm able to dip demonstrate that the gifts and talents lie within you but depending on your heart of conviction can determine are you going to be the force for good or are you going to be the force for evil right and how you interact with people with those gifts and talents depends
0: on where your heart is right definitely okay my turn okay so <laughs> give me your hero. and i'm not doing this just because you picked obi-wan but <laughs> mine would absolutely have to be luke skywalker But not grumpy old Luke. I'm going Luke (laughs) from the Legends. Ah, yes. That was the Luke Skywalker that I was like, I want to be him. (laughs) Yes, he made black look good on a Jedi. (laughs) Let me tell you. And so, you know, one of the things I loved about him is that he developed skills that were just so powerful. But in a way, he he also learned kind of how to meld together some of the emotions that the old Jedi Order kind of said, no, you need to push those. You cannot have those, you know, but he found a way to bring them in, but then group them with the other great natures of the Jedi. And that made him even more powerful you know, in the force, but yet just the way that he was able to kind of one that could kind of go out and talk to people and help not just through the force, but, you know, just in the way that he kind of saw the uniqueness in other beings and was able to kind of shift them in a way that, you know, help bring peace and help bring structure to such a fallen uh, galaxy. And so, but my villain would then be Thanos Mm -hmm. and not just because, you know, he's a mainstay right now because of... You know, Marvel and Disney, but yet, you know, one of the things is, is that he was already strong without the Infinity Gauntlet and all the stones. He was already strong. Yes. You know, he already matched the power of the Incredible Hulk. Right. You know, and so with the stones, it only made him stronger. But yet he was one that showed up on a planet and by force made change happen. You know, he wasn't one that was wanting to go and kind of help sit down with people and help to bring them to the table and see the good that progress could make. Right. But yet he came in and said, no, this is the progress that needs to happen and we're going to do it whether you like it or not. Right. You know, so so definitely, you know, I would see that as kind of a way of, you know, I can either choose to kind of help bring people to the table, help to share ideas, help to move us forward in a way that is restored expecting everybody, where I can come in with force and say, no, this is what's going to happen. You know, because
1: I know you Brandon, you know,
0: I'm able to look through that and see that you
1: you have the gift and talent of being a very strong and powerful influencer. The other thing that I know about, you have this ability to be able to have this influence, but it's the strong will that you have, the character that you have. Just like Luke, I mean, of Legends, he strongly influenced, rebuilt the Jedi Order, influenced the whole galaxy uh, with this, but like Thanos was also a very strong influencer. Right. And he rallied armies to his cause for something that he believed in. And even though, you know, the rest of us may not agree with what he was doing, he was still able to rally. He had a strong will, but it was more gained on his purpose not a greater good like Luke was for the greater good of the galaxy Thanos was in the greater good for me and my idea but you have that quality kind of going back to why this is kind of a cool exercise it's identifying your strengths and qualities which is that you have a very powerful voice and a very strong will to your beliefs and so your ability to influence others is huge but depending on where your heart's at will determine which course
0: you take. Jeez dude talk about speaking life. Thanks man (laughs) you know (laughs) I already love this exercise Like I'm still in it I, I'm, I'm saying that right now You know My younger people Guess what We are doing a new exercise Today And so But you know Last week also too You talked about You know Conviction And you talked about it As a necessity In building a healthy self-concept And I stated that We needed to find a way To bring conviction Back into the mainstream Of our culture In order to truly Influence repentance And therefore Re-establishing Godly morality in our lives. Now, I wasn't naive in thinking that we as people usher in conviction because the Holy Spirit brings conviction Mm, and only through him can true repentance come forth. But we as followers of Christ and his image bearers, can humble ourselves, pray and seek God. And through him, conviction can change lifestyles into a God honoring way of life.
1: You know, and that goes back to another thing I stated last time. There is a difference between guilt and shame, and guilt, when it is led by the conviction of the Holy Spirit, can cause us to do a course correction on our attitudes and behaviors that then align themselves with Christ. You also mentioned like speaking life, you know, speaking purpose over our children. Well, God spoke purpose over us when He right. calls us His children, when He calls us His people. Right, the He term, called us by name. Right. Yes, and even the term Christian means little Christ. God spoke the purpose over us. He already spoke our identity to us. Right. And so the guilt is when something that we do is outside of that identity and outside of that character or purpose. Guilt, because it is outside of who we know ourselves to be, drives us to make that course correction and go make it right. The problem is when we listen to the lies of the enemy. And the enemy speaks opposite of what God speaks over us. He tries to tell you, oh, because you lied, you're a liar. Oh, because you did this, you are now that. He internalizes your guilt, which is called shame. And when we live in shame, we therefore act out of the internalized guilt. Liars lie, cheaters cheat. You kind of get the idea. And so it is very important as we do this with our children, speak the purpose. Just like God spoke the purpose over us and spoke our identity over us, we also do this with our children. So even when our children act outside of that, We remind them, this is who you are. That's not you. And we get them to recognize the guilt that will drive them to be back to what they know is true about themselves. You can say there's life and death in the tongue. Speaking the purpose is is extremely important. Speaking identity is extremely
0: important. Right. And I mean, so here in part three of this series, we're talking about instilling purpose in our children. But it's not just that we are instilling it. It's that we are calling out and we are shedding light on the purpose that has already been spoken spoken over them by the creator. Right. So that one, we've got to help them to connect with the creator. Right. We need to help them in discovering and seeing that purpose for themselves. And so then when we look at this and we look at it through the lens, we talked about that in previous Mm -hmm. episodes as well, that when we see through the lens of God and we see his purpose in us, so if we can help our kids to see the purpose that God has given them, that they are there to glorify God. Mm-hmm. They are God's image bearer. And yes. we need to be taking Christ into the world and the world should be able to look at us and to see God is great. He must be real. Yeah. That that in itself helps give us a greater purpose than just gaining wealth or gaining accolades by, mm-hmm. from people. You know, that it's more than just our own selfish ambitions. It is all for the glory of of God. Yes, that's good. And so as we're wrapping up this third episode instilling identity in our children I think it's very important that we realize that our true identity comes from the Creator yes comes from Christ that we are led by the Holy Spirit when we have Christ inside of us and that illuminates the purpose that is given to us and so we are so happy that you were able to join us on this third episode of instilling identity in our children we hope that you will join us next time for part Part four and the finality of our series. And we're going to be bringing you a strong packed series to kind of wrap it all up. But we are so grateful that you joined us for this third episode and we hope to see you guys next time. I am Brandon. And this is Michael. And we are the therapy geeks and we will see you next time. Thanks again for listening. For more information on The Therapy Geeks or for more resources to help you or someone you love, please go to our website at www.thetherapygeeks.com or catch us on Facebook or Instagram. And also subscribe to be notified when new podcasts have posted.